have won the test match. India have won the series. They're going to get back for two. India at home. Lords goes wild. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the ATO and All Out podcast. This is your host, Siddhartha Vaidyanathan. And I'm joined today by the regular crew, Mahesh, Ashoka and Karthikeya. Um, all of them have on Twitter and Karthikeya writes a regular Substack, also writes uh, an occasional column for ESPN Quick Info. We'll link all that. Yeah, so today we're not uh, going to be talking about a specific match or series. This is a more general topic. Came up uh, during one of our uh, chats that we have on uh, Messenger and uh, thought we could extend that into a podcast because we were chatting way too much about this and we said, okay, we will inflict this upon all our listeners as well. So this actually started because uh, Mahesh, uh, as some of you know, who listened to our previous podcast, Mahesh escaped away from the World Test Championship final. Uh, and he's uh, like we were joking that he was boycotting it because he went to uh, Roland Garros to watch the French Open. So uh, Mahesh, maybe you can start with that while we explore, of course, the rest of the topic, which is, which became a furious discussion about watching cricket at the ground or watching sports at the venue in general, but specifically watching cricket at the ground versus watching it on TV. And uh, two people in this conversation vehemently disagreed with uh, Mahesh and me, who said that watching it at the ground had its, uh, you know, not, not only its charm, but also, you know, had a different effect. Uh, Ashoka and Kartikeya were uh, quite... Uh, firm in their belief that there is absolutely no point in all this and TV gives you the best option and they would always prefer to watch it on TV. So I found that fascinating actually because I didn't think that, I mean, I knew that people felt that watching on TV had its benefits, but this was the first time I'd encountered uh, such a strong opinion about watching on TV. So yeah, let's uh, discuss it. Mahesh, you can set the stage about uh, generally, I mean, not just Paris, but uh, you over the last few many years, you've traveled around and watched, uh, made it a point to actually watch test cricket in different venues. I think uh, as far as I remember, Sri Lanka, Australia, England, and uh, India, of course. Um, yeah, yeah, that's so about you can, it. This, so can we talk his, about yeah. the impetus of that and uh, why, why, I mean, apart from, of course, uh, it you know, you having the uh, privilege to do that, but just why you, you know, have been doing this and what have you learned from this whole experience? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the point which I wanted to mention. It's an absolute privilege and, and, uh, you know, it is not something that I, I take lightly or I recommend everybody to do it and so on. I mean, it's, uh, but the point is, you know, forget the fact that traveling around the world is an experience and so on. Like if I were living in Chennai and there's a match happening in Chennai, uh, every, on every occasion, I would like to be at the ground. And, you know, I, I follow three sports pretty closely, tennis, badminton, and cricket. And on all three sports, if given a choice to choose between one and the other, I will always choose to be at the at the stadium, at the ground, uh, where the event is happening. And to me, I mean, apart from like, for instance, if you go to Sri Lanka, you, you get a sense of the place and the history and all that. You know, th those are secondary sort of uh, reasons to go there. But even the primary purpose of watching cricket for me, uh, I mean, it is. it can be argued amongst the three sports, cricket is probably the hardest to watch uh, at the ground because the, uh, the place of action is the farthest from where you're sitting as compared to badminton and, and tennis. But even for cricket, one of the reasons why I like watching cricket uh, in the ground is the fact that it makes it a very human sport. Like the fact that you are sharing the same heat and humidity and the weather and the conditions 
with the cricketers makes you appreciate a lot more. For instance, the first time I went to watch uh, a test at Gaul is when I realized it must have been very, very difficult for Sehwag to bat out there. The conditions were so hot and humid. And when he made the 200, we talk about the difficulty of the conditions in terms of the pitch and the bowlers, but we don't talk about the difficulty of the conditions in terms of the weather and so on, right? Uh, that is one thing. But even if, if a player drops a catch, the reaction to that is a lot more human when you're there. At least for me. I mean, perhaps for, for different people, it's different. Uh, uh, they process it differently. But when I'm watching on TV, I have this almost video game-like sort of mentality saying, oh, he shouldn't have been fishing outside the option. Can't he just hold back? You know, the, to me, maybe because I grew up watching cricket in a fairly sort of toxic way, uh, going to the ground was very liberating. And, and a lot of the foundation was laid in the first match that I saw. I mean, I, I talk about it uh, on every occasion possible, the 2001 test that I watched. The first time I saw Shane Vaughan tossing the ball up and Lakshman going down the track and hitting him was something so magical that I had never seen that on TV. Like I had never seen something so magical on TV and I had so, I'd seen so much cricket in my life by that point. Uh, that's when I realized. And also it, it provides a continuity, right? It's the cricket that I played. It's the cricket that I watched in grounds near my house. It's the cricket that must have been played before TV became a thing. So it provides an immense sense of continuity for me, both in terms of history and in terms of lower levels cricket, right? If you're watching a first division match, you're trying to figure out who's a good player and who is not based on what you're watching at the ground. You don't have the advantage of replay of the, you know, of, uh, of uh, trajectory and ball speed and so on, right? There's a certain primal sort of, sort of perspective going on there. The, what you see is what you get and you don't get a second chance, right? You, you miss it, you miss it. Uh, I mean, there are, there are plenty of reasons, but for me, primarily, this is the reason, right? That makes it a lot more human to watch it at the ground. And it makes me, it made me appreciate cricket and particularly cricketers a lot more after having been to the grounds. Yeah, I think that point is uh, crucial. Like when you watch like cricket in your neighborhood park or and then you watch like a Ranji Trophy game and then you watch the uh, test match. You, I mean, and you actually watch an international uh, bowler bowl or watch a test match. You actually, it, it's so apparent to see the vast gulf between what you're seeing, right? I mean, simply starting with, uh, you know, you don't, Obviously, when you're at the ground, you don't get to see the speed of the ball uh, in each time. But the feel that you have of the pace at which they're bowling or the feel that you have of the how fast they're actually moving and anticipating, like as a fielder, like how much they are anticipating before the, uh, you know, before the ball even reaches them. I mean, that is, I mean, for me, watching Ricky Ponting for the first time was uh, on the field, forget as a bat batter, just on the field was uh, quite a learning experience for me to see how quick he was actually anticipating the ball like you you, you don't even have to i mean if you keep an eye on him and not the uh, the bats the shot you <laughs> it's marvelous to see him move uh, before and i'm i'm imagining john t Rhodes would have been similar and all the great fielders before that would have done something similar so again it's the continuity right you sort of begin to stretch it past so, and it's uh, also very liberating because, like, I mean, the Ponting is a good example, right? Now, Marco for me is a good example. You can choose what you want to see, right? It's entirely possible that Megra was bowling, but I was only watching Marco, for instance, right? You don't get that choice with, with, uh, with the TV. Of course, you get like so. To me, cricket is basically being told as a story from by a few people. You know, the producers and the broadcasters decide what you what you what you have to see, what angles, what replays, and somebody's already giving the narrative. I mean, KD is an exception, but most people also watch it with commentary, right? And in fact, a lot of the recollection, if you're if you're on Twitter, there's a bunch of guys who talk about old matches. And a lot of the recollection is based on what the commentator said at that point of time, right? So it is a, it is not even your primary experience. It's actually a secondhand experience in many ways. And to me, I don't know, I, I find that 
I find that less appealing. Sure, I'm not I'm not here to judge which is superior and which is not from, from you, you know, and there's a compelling case to be made for why watching a TV is superior. But for me, it's a lot more liberating to be at the ground and figure out what I want to see and from where I want to see. You know, there was a particular, I was at Trenbridge uh, for the first time and uh, I, I, I was getting a beer and walking back. Usually, I prefer the straight, uh, straight view. But there was a particular sort of uh, delivery that I missed from uh, James Anderson, which I was watching from the third man angle. Anderson bowled to Sajin and Sajin played actually an off drive. I had never seen an off drive from a third man angle before. And, and I, I don't think any TV producer also shows that. But but it made for spectacular viewing. It is an angle that I like, and I may not even watch it again because I'm not going to watch it from third man, so to speak. But I'm just saying this sort of democracy, this liberation was uh, was quite exciting for me. Yeah, I think uh, there was this. Uh, it reminds me of that, uh, uh, you know, uh, moment. I think uh, he might have even written written it in a piece, but he definitely told me about it, which is the cricket writer Rahul Bhattacharya, who mentioned that. You know, watching uh, Lara from a certain point, uh, you know, between, say, uh, square and extra cover, you actually get to, like, Lara used to play that shot, right, where he actually spins the ball. That is, it feels like it's going square, but it actually goes behind square because the ball then takes that spin. And he was like, you can, you can actually feel it. Like there's a point in which you feel the ball is coming straight to you, but it's like, it's just like gone to, uh, towards third man because of the kind of spin. So yeah, those, those sort of things you see. Anyway, uh, historic first on this podcast where Ashoka and Kartika are actually going to agree with each other on something. So Ashoka, you actually didn't want to do this podcast for this very reason that you're going to agree with KD, but start. It has gone against all my principles right now. I'm going to say I agree with KD. TV is much better, dude. TV is like <laughs> superb. And now with streaming and all that, you get to, you know, go. They, they give you live highlights of things. So you can go back because not everyone is like uh, mad crazy watching every ball. You can go back, watch highlights of when, what happened. Right? You can't do that on the ground. Right. And all this democratic way of I will watch what I want to watch is just rubbish. It's just peddling nostalgia. What rubbish is this? Hey, first of all, you're inside the ground. That in itself is a massive advantage. You know somebody who is the uncle of some administrator. He will uh, he will usherify three <laughs> tickets for you and you. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll stand some 10 kilometers outside Chai Park in like 50 degree heat. And then I'll get one seat which is behind a pillar and I'll have to watch a pillar. For, for six years, six hours. First of all, that in itself is like the most undemocratic thing that is ever there. Because in a stadium, it's like a fixed capacity, man. There are more fans than every stadium in the world can hold. First of all, so, and you would expect with that kind of asymmetry, the boards will have the common decency to put all tickets out and first come, first serve. Whoever has money or whoever has the time can come and pick it up. Of course, that's not going to happen. Your uncles will take 30 tickets. Their uncles, uh, their, uh, their aunties will take 40 tickets. Some 700 tickets will go like this only. And those will be the best tickets in the house. Those will not be some, you know, in the corner type tickets. No, I, share, I, share, I share all your feelings about watching matches in India. Uh, and especially the privilege and all that. But let's set that aside. Let's assume your uncle also gives you three prime real estate tickets. Then let's talk about what's your preference. I will... No, that is not the... Uh, that you are saying then among the privilege, which is the best. No, you have to uh, compare apples to apples. For a common guy... For a common guy, watching cricket for scorecard is the most democratic thing. You know, even TV is a privilege. No, TV is a privilege. No, he can watch it on mobile these days. He can watch it on mobile. He can put that mobile on mute and... 
he can continue working while glancing at scores and almost uh, yeah i mean almost everyone has a mobile no no yeah. yeah now ambani uncle is giving ipl for free what else do we want in life anyway kartikeya uh now that uh, all three of us have made our brief starting points go for it go for what firstly <laughs> don't drop me in the deep end of the pool man without telling me where to go <laughs> anything man the first how thing how do i follow all how do i follow this no but before that i'm not going to let you get away with this man firstly all the whoever that the three listeners who we actually have who you know, may eventually listen to this they should know that firstly this is not my fault or mahesh's fault okay we didn't we did not want to do this podcast and when ashwik sid said like you know we decided that we should inflict all this no he he, he decided he alone decided that we should inflict this subject matter on the on the accepted list. accepted okay. accepted uh-huh. okay now that that's out of the way no i mean i mean my, my, see look here for most of the 20th century the professional cricket was professional that is you know people could play it for a living because of revenues which were collected at the ground you know you you buy, went to the gate you bought a ticket you walked in you went to the concession you bought food or drink uh and the the ground uh, the the administrators collected like a chunk of that right that's how they made their money and okay sometimes they sent their teams on exhibition tours and then they collected from there also when tv came and with packer and all these people in cricket especially tv came and then the internet came revenue went off the ground right so for instance the latest ipl contract signed in i think 2022 is worth some 6 billion dollars for 5 years that is 3 billion for tv rights and 3 billion for streaming you know so a small fraction maybe 1 in 10 rupees earned by an ipl franchise is earned at the ground now so if i go to a ipl ground i am basically there to create the atmosphere right i am basically there to make a better show for tv because that's where they make their money and if that's the case i don't see why i should pay 2000 rupees for the privilege i mean they should pay me you know because they are they are made, they are using me to to make uh, to make their television product better so they should they should pay me they should at least feed me for free instead of instead they are charging me this big sum of money you know so why 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 should i go sit in that loud thing with you know all the things ashoka said minus all his you know epithets uh with all all the substance of what ashoka said about uh, you know fans of the cricket ground is true so why should why should i suffer all that you know why why commute why commute back you know why go through all the hassle is it it's it's much nicer to sit in your house and watch tv you know and i was as far as the cricket is concerned you don't really need either the commentary or you know the atmosphere and all and i know what the atmosphere is like it's not some big mystery you know i've been to the ground i think if you are new to cricket and if you are learning then yeah go to the ground enjoy yourself but at this stage i don't see i there's no incentive for me to go to the ground why why should i go what what do i get out of it 
No, no, I'm, I'm, okay, that's a fair take. But I, I mean, especially given both of you are talking about IPL one thing and two about watching cricket in India, which like after the Dharamshala experience, I also promised myself that I will never go to watch a cricket match in India again. Unless I happen to coincidentally be in Chennai at that time or something. I'm just leaving the door open for some exceptions. This but complete point, lies. Next time Rohit Sharma is India captain, he plays a test match, you are going to go. Is this? No, no, no. Listen, let's assume that that the pain points are removed. Let's just compare two fairly comparable things. You can, I, let's say I make your life easy. I'll give you the best seat in the house. Let's assume it's like a test match with not too much noise and traffic is not a problem and food is okay and it's reasonable and whatever. Right? Let's assume I pay you to come and watch the match. It's really the objective comparison of what's a better viewing experience. And you, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to know why you said if you're trying to learn cricket, if you're new to cricket, you you know go to the ground and enjoy. So why do you think that experience adds to your understanding of the game, which which it, it did for for a lot of us? I'm sure it also did for you. So why do you think that's the case, and what would you choose if if you compare apple to apple without all the terrible experience of watching ground watching in, uh, cricket in India? No, I mean, uh, who, I mean, I think it's a terrible experience. There are people who obviously enjoy it. No, there are people who enjoy being part of that crowd and who enjoy chanting and who enjoy, you know, uh, being part of some Mexican wave and whatnot. There, there are people who like that, you know, and good for them. They can go, you know. So, uh, I mean, I'll give you an example, right? Uh, the first time I watched like really fast bowling was, I think I've told you this, was was Ambrose bowling to Andrew Hudson at CCI. I think it was sometime in the early 90s. And I was very small at that time. And the first Hero couple... Cup. Hero ah, yeah. Correct, 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 correct. And John T. Rhodes took some lots of catches in that match, I remember. Six and catches, I, I, I yeah. remember seeing only one of them. This is a diving catch at mid-wicket, which... Because Simcox was bowling, John T. Rhodes moved from cow point to mid-wicket. And then he took that one diving catch over there. But the point is, the first two balls Ambrose bowled, uh, I didn't even see the ball. I mean, it was so quick. And then the third ball, like, and, and Andrew Hudson just left. And the third time, third ball, Andrew Hudson played a back foot defense. You know, and the ball just sort of trickled into the offside. After that, the fourth ball onwards, I saw every ball clearly. You know, so so that experience is worth having. You know, like what fast bowling is. You know, you what uh, what a dipping off break is. You know, I mean, you 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 might think that like Pat Simcox, the average bowler, he doesn't get dipped like Ashwin does. That's true, but like. Compared to like your average guy you see or you play with uh, on the weekends or in the evening, like Pat Simcox gets like spectacular amounts of dip. Yeah, I mean, he, he, his his ball really looks like it's on a string. You know, even even Ramesh Pawar's off break, you know, dips like spectacularly. And he's a he's a, he's probably the slowest bowler I've seen live. Uh, but those things are worth seeing uh, once or twice or a few times. Like I've gone, for instance, to uh, the middle income group ground, MIG, at Bantra, uh, to watch Bombay play Baroda. And I think Tendulkar was playing for Bombay, and Kambi was playing for Bombay, and Agarkar was playing for Bombay, and, and Zahir Khan, and I think Rashid Patel, they were playing for uh, 
they were playing for baroda and uh, tendulkar made like 90 or something and i remember him playing lyle and i remember zahir khan trying to bounce him all the time and he he got like two or three miscues and they landed safely but tendulkar was still playing the hook like and one hook he hit into the trees like i still remember it i can still picture it entirely i watched it from fine like you know the rest of the hook shots were like the miscued hook shots they were, they were like they were like lobbing up and landing like in the ground you could see the ball completely this last hook shot just flew into the trees like about it was it was a different sound it was a different that just the 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 sort of the they, the way everyone exhaled only sounded different when they saw that you know it was like you know a, like the as zahir khan i remember he was just standing there with his hand, his hands on his hands on his hips like like watching the ball like that you know it was very very frustrated because he had drawn like three or four miscues and then this happened and then tendulkar went on to make 90 or something so i seen all that i seen shane vaughn and uh, and and glen megra bowling uh, at cci in 2001 when they played bombay uh, the ground was empty and because it was it was the first day and uh bombay were batting and so then and basically so i could sit right behind the bowler's arm and i watched a whole spell of megra and it was great i also watched paras mamre bowling to vicky ponting in that match and uh, i mamre actually got ponting out in that match uh wait a minute i watched that wait a minute you are actually praising ground experience you are supposed to be on my team but you're giving me what the hell are you doing man i i'm telling you i've seen all this so i mean i know i know what 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 cricket looks like at a ground no? so but now i like i like what you see on tv now you know you get to see firstly you get to see line length like from the ground unless you're like the lucky 1% who get to sit right behind the umpire you you don't get to tell whether like a ball is on the sixth stump or on the fourth stump and you i mean mahesh yeah mahesh is the lucky 1% not yeah, even yeah. Luck, luck has nothing to do with it he is the 1% so, uh, i am trying to be polite here no no all, all accusations i plead guilty i have no problem admitting admitting that and uh, as i mentioned it is a privileged experience i'm not talking about all that uh you know like so okay talking about the straight view right i always thought wa- having access to the straight view was a was a great privilege and i always prefer that well, so once it costs uh, more no behind the bowler uh it costs a little more compared but to square leg yeah compared to square leg but but yeah. yeah okay let's come to that a little later but uh, again like i'm going to kind of uh, act posh here but once i was uh, you know talking to gideon hig about it and he actually pointed out that as he grew up watching cricket at mcg his fondest memories of going to the ground and watching were actually from square like sort of stands and he says what two things that you get from that angle that you don't get from a straight view is one you get to observe how fast a bowler is like you don't understand pace if you watch from straight on yeah. as as much as you do from side angle and the other thing that he talks about is you watch someone like bishan singh bedi bowl you don't yeah. understand the the guile of the bowler unless you watch it from the side angle he says he he got to appreciate spin a lot better from the angle so while it is true that sitting straight is a privilege my my view is that every angle makes a difference and it adds to your understanding of the game like the first time i watched lakshman bat against colin miller for instance there was a cover drive that he played 
against the spin was like when i was sitting at covers uh, what again like mythical a- ground what is this mythical ground you are you are observing all these nuances man some 10 people will be walking this side and that side uh, blocking the view all this glorious cover drives i know i'll miss i'll only hear the crowd roaring because the ball will be in the boundary and i'll see the bowler running one guy will block my view completely because he wants to go somewhere and then the next thing i'll see is that ball will be outside the boundary line bro and people will say that's a glorious shot uh, excellent use of judgment and i'll just lie to you know blend in if i just say the truth that i have not watched anything i'll look like an idiot and a fool <laughs> idiot for missing the shot fool for paying for the ticket what the hell dude I, I, in tv i can just watch the replay no See, that, that is a that is the problem of being surrounded by knowledgeable fans every fan in india who has been on the ground has either been blocked or has blocked someone else's view during the course of a uh, i mean an over okay ashoka i'll give you a better alternative you know it's a cheap flight from chennai to colombo take a flight go to ssc or go to gol <laughs> the ticket is like 50 sri lankan rupees for the grandstands nobody will bother you you can get a beer in your hand and watch very peacefully and it's as close in fact uh, once i took my son over there when he was like 2 years old while dale strain was bowling he ran across the side screen and then they had to close the gate you know there's like a small gate on both ends of the side screen on both sides because he, he literally stopped dale strain from bowling they had to close the gate i'm just saying that not every experience is like india you know ashoka he tried dharamshala now he's trying colombo yeah he's just he's not saying you know what this is he's just saying i understand your problems work hard in life and become rich and then go outside india and enjoy match why are you poor he's asking me in, like this in a roundabout way anyway so sorry, this sorry, is sorry going back to i wanted to go back to kartikeya's point it is funny because uh, till he spelt out mig the irony didn't like 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 so hard he said middle is coming you know what then i was thinking which ground is he talking about then i realized this is the bandra ground and it's probably the most expensive cricket ground in the world in terms of real estate price you know at least one of the most expensive you can count walk oh, and rubble at that time it was free you you could basically get out get down from the bus cross the street and sit on a sit on a concrete pavement uh, concrete uh, no, no, boundary wall free. no even now it's ground. probably free he's talking about the yeah. real estate no no you said mig right you expanded mig i'm yeah. like what an irony that that ground is called mig yeah because to get land a land such land in the middle of bandra would uh, you would need to be like uh, yeah, uh, yeah but this is all this is all land when which was acquired all this mig and all no this is all they acquired land when bandra was like outskirts of bombay man yeah yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. of course of course of course given yeah. that we are going so, very socialistic in this spot i thought we will also add that social commentary here what used to be mig 40 years back is the, is the poshest land in bombay right now see we have to get to the little more fundamental issue okay now we have we have spoke we have set the privilege bar straight right like we are all agreeing that uh, there is a certain massive privilege in number one doing talking about uh, having time to talk about uh, cricket and number two to go to the ground Th- there are like escalating levels of privilege but the fact is the question i have is do you see the same game in tv as you see the ground because you're in tv we are basically at the whims uh, i mean mahesh has uh, b- b- put it in the intro right you are at the whims of the director you are at the whims of the producer and uh, i would recommend in fact listeners to go back to listen to two podcasts that we did one with a uh, director himant butch and one with the producer uh, you know and it sort of tells you how clearly you are 
you know what is given to you is uh, so thought thought through and there is like an attempt to create a story of the game like why why you would you want to watch like a, a broadcast that uh, every third uh, frame is panning to virat kohli and his expressions man i mean that's quite irritating for me at the ground i have the choice no i don't have to look at kohli i can look at uh, i can look at kohli when i want and even when you look at kohli's expression in the ground it doesn't have the same impact it feels so petty in you know on occasions it doesn't like all of a sudden it's magnified in the super slow motion with super close up on tv when you watch it at the ground it looks so silly actually it's not just kohli right it's also like then then after that every fifth shot should pan to kohli's wife on the stands and then there will be like it's almost like everything has to be connected to uh, the the individual right in in and that is the whole angst that uh Kartikeya has been sort of writing in many of his pieces how cricket is seen through this lens of a moment and through the lens of uh, uh you know an individual and how we act as if one person wins the game one moment wins the game but that is exactly what tv is reinforcing and when you go to the ground and if you at the end of the day's play if you actually sort of summarize what is happening you are unlikely to do that uh, as much as you are in tv because uh, you have not seen the uh, same highlights of that one cameron green catch some 20 times that they have replayed it is not as amplified in your head as it is after you watch that uh, sort of the broadcast because it is analog man when you watch it in the ground you watch a continuous flow of the game from morning till evening let's say but you know uh, tv is very beat based right they they know the beats like at the end of the over you subconsciously expect a commercial to go on like you can switch off at the end of the over but at the end of the over in you know in a ground there is something happening in the ground on the pitch so people are talking i mean fields or fielders are moving places you are just so you are switched on a lot more during your ground experience rather than when you know uh, when a wicket falls there is a commercial when the when the over ends there is a commercial break so tv you know is a very uh, it has for very long conditioned us to watch cricket very discreetly first cricket itself is a very discreet sport but it has made us you know uh, it, it has trained us to switch on and off whereas in a ground that on and off is not there the only off you get is when you walk away from your seat uh, and you know go to something else if you are on the seat and you're watching uh, the play it you're always on and that's no, and even if experience. you walk away from the seat even if you walk away from the seat you have the sound so basically you know that okay if you've gone to basically if you've gone to buy something or something you know that when there's like that huge sound you know okay something has happened related to a team yeah yeah and secondly you are Uh, the, the audio element of it is like a huge thing that i mean right now i am also at a stage where i can mute and watch a match but for a very long time i needed that commentary to because that was also kind of a uh, essential part of my experience when i started watching cricket commentary should be there when a batsman hits a shot or between two balls there should be someone speaking otherwise it felt very odd so the first few times when i watched it in a ground it felt very odd everything was you know silent and everyone went about doing their jobs there was no you know storytelling involved so that that threw me off first of all and and you can call it a different experience but it's a learned thing like you think okay you understand that the game happens all the time not you know it's not cut by commercials and then 
just like you switch off and switch on players don't switch off and switch on the game is on all the time from morning till you know till the end of the last ball we don't really watch the game at the ground or on tv you know we watch the game which we think which we expect is going to occur in our head you know i mean that's why it's different no when pat comments is bowling versus when some paltu bowler is bowling you know the expectation is different you know you you expect to see something you you see what you expect to see basically whether you're took at you, the ground took or you 45 you're the, minutes took you 45 minutes to bring in pat comments but anyways but that's a highly philosophical point man everything is that i mean then everything in life is that exactly, you know it's only- true exactly it's true no so i mean it's I don't even notice the whole, uh, you know, camera panning to Anushka, what's her name, and uh, or Kohli or someone else's wife or husband or some commentator. I don't even notice that. I mean, I just tune that out. You know, it's it's not there. I don't even watch it. I, it's like the the match is going on mute. I don't have to watch every ball. Also, you know, sometimes I watch every ball. Like when there's a really good polo bowling, I watch. Like every bowler, mostly I don't even watch okay, every. Go ball. ahead, say say Pat Cummins. Really good bowler, it seems. There is only one bowler who qualifies as really good bowler. Say it. <laughs> What? No, I mean even if it's like Bumrah bowling, I still watch. Even if it's like concession, MIG Bumrah. Ashwin, Ashwin Bumrah, Rabada, you know, Lion, all these guys, you know, you know Anderson, Robinson, ah, superb bowler. Uh, I watch that. you know i steve smith is batting i'll watch pretty much everything but really the point is we don't really watch what's going on no we watch what we expect to watch so it's as as like you know you are ex- when when kohli bats you are expecting to see a flowing card right so when it happens you are not happy because it happened you are ha- happy because something you expected to see happened you know something which was familiar to you happened you know that's why it, the, the sort of the the cover drive to some faltu half volley outside off stump becomes like a great shot when kohli plays it or it becomes a great shot on drive becomes a great shot on drive to a half volley becomes a great shot when tendulkar plays it. you know because when he plays it you it's something you you seen before some great thing you seen before which you know that okay it's you know so that that's i don't think it's like yeah you're right the on tv the director is basically showing you whatever the the director has some sequence in mind and that's what they're showing you right but it's okay i mean i don't look i mean it it depends on like what you are watching the game for also i mean if you're watching like because you want india to win or because you want england to win or something like that but that's a different type of watching then you have only eyes for one team right even if you're at the ground like these barmi army and all these people like they're not really interested in seeing like you know what uh, you know uh, how mitchell stark keeps trying to bowl yorkers and about half the time the yorker becomes a half volley or something like that right they they love the fact that he gets hammered you know when he gets hammered and they hate the fact that he gets wickets when he gets wickets so that's that's why they're there and that's fine no that's their thing but you know that that 
that means they are even at the ground they are not watching the same game that some australian fan is watching you know so the point about different people in the ground coming out of the, the different experiences is actually uh, quite interesting for me because personally every time uh, i went out with my friends to watch a game at the ground by the time we came back and and had some sense of the day's play uh the views are vastly divergent you know we we all took different things from the day's play as compared to 10 of us sitting at home and watching on tv because you know uh, voluntarily or involuntarily we are influenced by what we watch on tv and if let's say a bunch of commentators discuss that this is what happened and this is the key moments and these are what happened and whatever uh, that influences the way you process the game and if you look at the collective sort of uh, <clears throat> take on some of the popular events like chokers or or any big event you take there is a certain consensus towards a particular narrative right this is what happened therefore a plus b is equal to c which doesn't quite often happen when you watch it at the ground and and the other thing is that uh, this is uh, this was said to me by uh, by this journalist uh, at that time journalist i don't know where he works now in some digital company digital media company now deepak uh, deepak narayan uh he deepak he narayan. said this yeah. yeah he he said this about rahul bhattacharya he says all of us go to the same ground watch the same match from the same press box and the piece that he writes and the piece i write there is a gulf there is a world of difference did he watch the same match that i watched i'm just saying that that watching at the ground facilitates this sort of divergent takes uh, take on the on the match which is also the reason why for instance cricket writing of a particular time or even now someone like gideon hague is able to write so much better uh, because he's got the discipline to do that like like in fact uh, when uh, when he missed the test at gaba if i'm not wrong the the during the covid which india won at the last one right was it gaba where uh, where uh, you know they were not allowed to travel or something because of the yeah. quarantine requirements yeah yeah and he said you know writing on this game is like a second hand experience right i'm not i'm not a journalist i'm reporting on something that's already being reported uh, so when you have that rigor to watch a match it, it it allows you to shape the understanding of the game in a way which is not shaped on tv you know by any stretch of imagination and that's true of all journalists when mike selvi writes a day, you know day's report or when gideon hig writes a day's report it is quite clear to me that their perspective is different from someone who watched it on tv yeah i mean uh, gideon hey just to ex- elaborate on that uh, his on hey he wrote a report from um, recently from the edgbaston ashes test match the first test match where he started his report by talking about a drinks break and he spoke about what different people were doing at the drinks break because he's the only people at the ground have the advantage of watching what happens at the drinks break right everyone on tv you're on a you're at a ad so and he spoke about everything and then he spoke about that one moment where nathan lyon basically goes up to the stumps and he switches the bales so uh, uh, he just takes the bales and switches it and this is a kind of superstition that he has apparently he he has done it before as well so it it was an interesting sort of little observation to start the piece and gideon does that all the time yeah yeah but that's good no that's why i read him no then i know what he saw so i got the experience yeah yeah but then you must agree that he him being at the ground is better than him uh, watching on tv right Yeah, yeah. Everybody being at the ground is better than nobody being at the ground. That that is true. <laughs> But okay, no. And the and the cricket uh, uh, writing point of point, I think we have to distinguish from the cricket watching point, right? Like, I mean, for a writer, like it's and it's very obvious. Like, if you see the the people who write well on cricket these days, I mean, it's very obvious that when they go to a game and they are actually covering it from the press box, the 
sort of the type of writing and both and i would even say the quality of writing is considerably enhanced uh, and uh, you get the you the kind of observations that uh, kartikrishna swami or uh, uh, fidel uh, fidel fernando will make from a live experience it's a job no sure 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 but i'm saying it it it's it's very apparent to see the uh, what what you get from that report on in from the press box too and they often write off tv also and there is yeah. a difference between the the what you read between the two no no that's where i don't want to demarcate a fans experience versus a journalist experience because we are influenced or we are informed by the journalists right if i read if i grew up reading fidel or uh, you know kartik or uh, girian i'm also f- like looking at cricket from i'm i'm learning from them i'm building on what they've given me when i go to the ground and watch it right so it is, so for instance if i just keep watching uh, tv and keep listening to let's say shastri talking uh, there is a certain understanding i have the game, uh, i have of the game which is influenced by what they're talking so i'm just saying that there is a uniform experience that you get from tv right like you take the 2019 world cup final for example Uh, you know the fact that it's an epic final is talked about a lot more from the perspective of how ian smith commented about the final over then about the the match itself i mean it's a long match it's not just a one over right but if you want to go back Mahesh, and this uniform opinion everyone has watching tv have you met kd have you read his opinions 99% of twitter thinks that his opinion should be you know illegal no no that's uh, not everybody that's, agrees. An, that's what i'm saying when kd says i i am okay with tv but that's also an elitist stance he's saying okay i understand how this game works i've seen enough at the ground so i understand how to connect the tv picture to the to the ground experience therefore it's good enough for me and that's a fine take i have no problem with that but it, it's a take that doesn't apply to most people uh, of course no, it's no, also no, that's, not, that's not the take no that's not the take the take is that everybody is doing that one way or the other whether they watch at the ground or whether they watch at tv i'm yeah. not sure i'm not sure a lot of the toxic commentary around cricket happens because majority of the people have uh you know in fact mukul kesavan used to write about it extensively in, in like in the 2000s the, the average indian fan is someone who's never played cricket or never played cricket uh, the way it's meant to be yeah, like but that's true of all average uh, fans of yeah, all, sports. all sports man that's true of all sports who I'm has played so like sure. federer man but no, 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 but i'm not so no, no, no. sure no 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 not no, no, like federer but i'm not sure the tennis ball with a tennis racket the sensations yeah. a lot of the tennis fans would have experienced football the sensations are the same but majority of indian cricket fans are people who played with a very light bat with a tennis ball Yeah, good. I, I, I know that the distinction in experience is massive, right? Even if you play badminton outdoors, even if not indoors, you still have a pretty good perspective of the game. But an average Indian fan doesn't understand how much a cricket ball bounces, and that's a very fundamental understanding of the sport. And that is also made worse by watching cricket exclusively on TV. And again, I mean, it's all privilege and all that is fine. I'm just saying that. you know forget watching the same match watching the same test match at the ground i'm just saying watching any match at the ground it could be a first division game a second division game or some school game it just makes it a lot more human to to relate to the cricketers and uh, like if if i had been in the ground watching the 2019 world cup final uh, the way i would have i would have come back from that match and what i would remember till date would be very different from the fact that i watched it on tv and like all four of us sitting here maybe kd is an exception but for the three of us our experience of the 2019 world cup final is very similar because all of us were directed by some gods on how we should process that information that we saw yeah i was also directed by the same people okay i also watched the same tv you watched but you are an yeah, exception yeah but you mute. watch on mute and you tune off uh, when the uh, you know they are showing other pictures so you no, you i have other things to do no that's why it's just not because i don't like it no no we, uh, <laughs> 
and i have far more things to watch at the ground rather than watching the giant screen in fact you know what when i go to when i've gone to the grounds which have a giant screen i have rarely watched the giant screen i mean maybe of course i'll watch for those close replays and all i i i will watch but other than that i don't watch it i don't I feel of this, any need to watch it yeah but i thought of this only because you said giant screen i have watched a, quite a bit of baseball at uh, giant stadium in san francisco and at uh, the oakland days coliseum in oakland okay and i do i watch baseball on tv also okay now i'm not sure i, I would go to a, watch a baseball game at a, at a baseball stadium you know even though you know all the same things apply you know like you can't tell whether the pitcher is uh Uh, you know i mean in baseball it's like one of the things one of the distinctions between baseball and cricket no and this is a actually a interesting distinction is that in baseball almost nobody gets to watch from behind the umpire right this and like the the size of the plate and all that is is very very tiny but like there's no stump to be broken no so basically you know that a hit the hitter has been caught looking when the umpire calls a strike you know or you know that a hitter has been caught looking on a o2 uh, on a two strike count because the umpire calls a striker you know so the geometry of the game becomes evident to you through consequences you know whereas and every every action in baseball has you know mes- significant consequences like so it's it's every, everything advances the count right it's either one ball or one strike or you know or it's a foul ball and it's a strike so baseball is actually in that sense a game designed to be watched at the ground because you can understand what's going on simply by following what the umpire is what decision the umpire is making what decision the 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 first base uh 
coach is uh, uh, the third base coach is uh, making whether he's uh, you know and so on and so forth whereas in cricket you want to see sort of a spell right you want to see that you know okay uh, jaspreet bumrah is uh, trying to you know bowl bouncers at this guy you know or he's trying to bowl wide at this guy he's trying to lure him you know he's going to bowl a sucker ball you can see that he wants he's going to try it now whether the batter goes for it or not it doesn't really matter right so the point is that in baseball in in cricket if you're watching from like say curve point or something like that you will not get that picture of of whether what exactly happened that you will if you're watching from behind the bowler so cricket is episodic in a different way than to baseball so i think like even like even like in football is football is a lot more like baseball you know in football i would say there's a definite advantage to watching at the ground especially high up and this is something people who watch american football also say that you know it's much better to watch the game from high up in the stadium because then you can get a picture of the positioning of all the 22 players in the in the in the in the soccer match you know and that's a really useful thing to know even in even in uh, even, even in american football you get to see how the defense is organized whether it's a nickel defense whether they you know uh, whether they whether they're uh, you know trying to rush the pass or or whatever you know so there are cricket is not a spectator sport in that sense in the sense that you know it like it's not designed to keep the spectators engaged this is one of the reasons why it, it i find it like i get a lot more watching it on tv like for the amount of attention i have to give so that's why i like it no i think anyway. that's a great point i think amongst the sports uh, that i have seen like uh, at the ground cricket is probably the hardest to decipher fully like you know you get an enhanced understanding of some things and you get a diminished understanding of some things you know there, there is certainly something that you lose out by missing out on tv which is not the replays and the drama and and so on just the basic understanding of the game like like kd said if you're sitting at square like you wouldn't understand if an lbw shout was close or if something was a wide or not and so on which is not probably true of tennis and uh, and badminton for instance i think in most places you get pretty much a full grasp of the game like i don't think like for instance if uh, let's let's talk about an, a time before tv right people who watched the games at the at the ground would have had a far superior understanding of what happened there as compared to cricket so that is certainly a disadvantage to cricket and it's something that gideon also talks about it quite a lot that the field the the field of action the particularly the sort of zone of action is so far away from from the stands yeah that's a point i'm i'm happy to concede that cricket is not but the, that that is a that is an engineering problem no that is a problem of we are stuck with the stadiums uh, engineering and real estate problem we are stuck with stadiums in certain locations which are which are you know uh, in a certain shape so we have no, to no, even seats. even in gaul where like you can pretty much stand next to the boundary row uh, you know or ssc you know where where they have the grass uh, grass bank the the distance between that and the pitch is still far away i mean if you are at long off or long on the distance between or even like mid wicket the distance between the fielder and the place of action itself is, is far away and and that's a 
and that has a definitive disadvantage because you can't see the the angles you can't like for instance i mean how can a fielder standing at midwicket even within the circle appeal for lbw right he can't i mean people do but but they have no clue right and that that applies many fold to to spectators and that's a that's a clear disadvantage for sure the other point i want to discuss which which kd made sorry uh, you can finish this and then we'll move on to the next one yeah no i was just going to say that it, that that's one thing it's it's not just the sitting at square leg or sitting at cover point or sitting behind the bowler it's that you see in cricket it works on appeals right so the umpire only intervenes when he's asked to you know when by by the players otherwise he's not intervening so the the number of signals that are being explicitly given about the progress of the game are very very infrequent you know mostly it's like yeah you know it's they bowl six balls they walk away so the amount of stuff amount of effort you have to put in to sort of read what's going on and to follow along with what's going on that's way more than it is in say baseball or something where everything is sort of signaled in its a performance it's it's like very really i mean all to the point of being theatrical you know and and so so that would so make they, it easier for cricket to be followed on tv right when there is a scorecard yeah. and a commentator explicitly saying five balls i mean three balls left two balls left over yeah, and and uh, that's why i think in cricket that view from behind the umpire really helps you know to to help you to read things you know like now nowadays like you know i don't even need to see the field like i can guess what the field is you know given what what a guy is doing and, and if the field is not there like if for example a guy keeps bowling on uh, leg stump a couple of times over and keeps getting it for four uh, through square leg then i know he's bowled a bad ball no but there's a that that requires a lot of sort of work no i mean like to that that requires sort of the first order second order third order inferences to be drawn if you really want to read what's going on over there so cricket is in that sense really not a it's not really a spectator sport if you are if one is honest you know it has very it it does very little in its performance to actually you know even even make the spectator feel as though the players know that the spectator is there you know so it's a, it's a bit like snooker in that sense you know cricket rather than you know, you know what this reminds me hey, i mean hey, 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 why don't go to snooker now please now i don't know like don't make me defend something else now let's stick to no, no, this this uh, while while kd was talking about this like very hard to follow i was reminded of that uh, uh, the device that uh, the crowds in ashes were no uh, in the year like an earphone kind of thing yeah the sky sky radio, radio yeah radio yeah the small radio wireless radio that so you can is switch a, between that, radio commentary and uh, the tv commentary so you get the sound cast of the tv no 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 that is the audio. tv commentary only that you get not no, no, radio commentary no no in some uh, like in in some uh, grounds you get two different versions so why you can switch oh. between radio and i mean maybe i don't know they've changed it now but when i went in 2011 to both england and australia at least in australia i remember you could switch between radio and uh, oh that's uh, good then. that's yeah. good because i've only said there was felt seen the tv version anyway the tv version is problematic in the sense that you don't uh, you know uh, i don't know i mean i i don't like the listening just to the commentary yeah obviously the because the tv version assumes yeah. you have access to pictures yeah, yeah. Uh, pictures that they are focusing right like yeah 
No, I'm my my initial point was that that is a great way of you know enhancing your uh, ground experience. At least, at least it will give you cues on when to you know focus on the ground and I mean, or if some important action is about to happen, like a batsman approaching fifty. Maybe you are not watching the scorecard. Like someone saying it in the ear that he is on forty nine for the last twenty balls. Okay, fine. This is some some something is happening. Stuff like But you are at the ground also for not getting those cues, right? You are at the ground for independently doing what you want. That is like fifteen people, man. The rest of them are still looking for cues only. What you are assuming? But no, but mark? if that is true, I mean, one of the things that I uh, I found very anal about cricket was the fact that you know one of the common things that you notice in when you watch Test cricket, particularly, is that there'll be a lot of first timers at the ground. And they'll always figure, you know, struggle to figure out who's standing where. You know, they know the cricketers, but they can't like figure out Seriously. who's there. said we just like kd is not the representative of all the tv watchers cricket watchers you both are not the representative of all the ground watchers a lot of people come there for entertainment and for fun they are not even watching all, all the balls actually like, i don't uh, think there is the, the beauty of the ground is i don't think there is any representative of people who watch the ground that is because everybody uh, is watching who goes to the ground to watch a cricket match to not have fun man Not exactly. Necessary. I go for the same I, reason. No, no, but I, 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 I don't want to. I don't want to out people. But uh, anyways, uh, I'll disagree with that. Some people are there, you know, to have a good time with you know, friends and uh, colleagues or whatnot or family. Yeah, that is that is one one set of people. Then there is another set of people who are doing this. I mean, I'm saying there is a multiple sets of people with multiple inclinations who are going to the ground, right? Yeah, I mean, even in the French Open, like for instance, uh, what's her name, the player from uh, Tunisia. Uh, so basically, they sell the ticket for the whole session, and uh, and a lot of the the best seats are sold for corporate packages. You know, they get their clients, entertain their clients, and whatever. So they want to watch Djokovic play or like some big player play. The rest of the matches, they don't care. So they are blocking the seats, and they go out for especially in in French Open, they're notorious for uh, throwing these lavish lunches and dinners as part of the corporate package. So they they are like having the tickets and they don't turn up. So the other thing I want to connect to what KD was talking about is uh, is I'm just looking for that uh, piece that uh, there's an essay that Gideon wrote about how in the early days the television televised sport was meant to kind of replicate what you could watch at the ground, but over time the equation has reversed. Now they're trying to replicate the TV experience in the ground, right? With all the jazz and the giant screen and and, and so on. Uh, so. you know eventually you'll 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 notice that the tv dominates because that you know that's the primary consumption mode for a lot of people and the giant screening and all the other sort of audio thing certainly adds to the point that even there you are having a similar commoditized experience uh but that is not true of all places and that's not true of all series in fact uh, it, like of course if you go to the big grounds in australia you get that sense sometimes especially with those giant screens Uh, but fortunately in test cricket they don't do those big jazz things and the fire things and so on and also like the sorry the going back to the point a lot of the first timers can't figure out who's who right so when they when they actually started having the big name and the numbers on the jerseys i was actually okay i was quite happy about it of course a lot of people are outraged about it saying you're killing tradition and the whole point of going to the ground is to be invested and to have your own journey of discovering how to watch the game at the ground and it is true that you you it is not instantly instantly obvious to you on how to consume the sport when you are at the ground for the first time you are trying to tell me that uh, in that ipl final which was watched by what some 60 70000 people at the ground and some 30 million people online only those who went to the ground were getting introduced to the game so like 
No, definitely. Five hundred, five hundred times as many people are getting introduced to the game in among those thirty, thirty million men. Yeah, yeah, so, but there is. You're not is, so 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 as a as a as a as an introduction to the game. TV is obviously. Vastly no, no, superior but, 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 to the ground. Where is even the debate on that? Nobody is even questioning that. The scale that TV offers is insane. There's no doubt about it. If I am a cricketer, I want to play a game which is widely televised. There's no doubt about it, right? One, I become popular, I become richer, and also like more people get to know me and so on. There's no question about it. The point about uh, about making it easier for the new audience is about introducing. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that the ground experience is also has to get better, right? Like the the fact that you put the name makes it easier for first timers to figure out who's where. Rather yeah, than they, a lot of people give up I'm after the first you, time, right? The my radical solution to improving the ground experience in India is to to that fans should demand that BCCI should pay them to go to the ground and watch the game. Then the facilities will be better, and then the fan experience will be better. No, first the facilities of all, will not paid. be better. They'll say, "I'm giving it to you for free. You want better toilets or what?" Yeah, of course. You you say I am. You are using me. to improve your television product so i am like an extra on your set you know so no, the, basically he's saying put them basically he's saying put a ransom and say that until you improve that you have to pay me no <laughs> da, he's saying no, he's, he's saying, saying the crowd is a better the tv product yeah the crowd is part of the show. game he's saying crowd is part of the game they want to yeah, demand salaries they are part of the game it's not i'm not saying it they are it's a fact it is a fact that's yeah, a, yeah. Actually, that takes me to another point that we discussed on the chat, which I wanted to. But uh, that means the uh, two tests that England played against India during COVID is not uh, cricket, is it? No, but people complain about it. No, people complain about the fact that there is no atmosphere. Yeah, there is. In fact, uh, in fact, a lot of there TV is. people were complaining, the complaining about it, beautiful. which is actually the quite. There is very beautiful silence. You know, I mean, just imagine the Gabba test uh, that India won against Australia. If it was jam packed. you know i mean that would it would uh, have been a different uh, sort of experience for well, obviously for those at the ground but also for those watching i don't think we should imagine too many alternative realities for that gabba test because if you believe in sort of alternative realities <laughs> in most of those india lose that test okay so, so. <laughs> No, no. So the other point that we discussed uh, on the chat is that one of the one of my first responses to why watching in the ground is preferable, to which Katie actually had a good counter, is that I I find this whole idea of about this game being more important and there is like a so a, a sport a, a simple competitive sport somehow becomes a social event and that has problematic sort of uh, uh, consequences for the way we consume the sport and like a World Cup final is hyped up as this big sort of thing. and of course if you watch it at the ground it doesn't feel as big it's actually a much uh, smaller scale sort of event right uh but but kerry was right in the sense that it is it is actually going to the ground it just became a social event then people use it as a currency i was there at the ground for this event right uh now like both are valid points but but if you, if like if your primary mode of consumption is just going to the ground i think beyond a point you'll not i mean some of the problems and it's also a problem for me when i go there like a lot of people who are like you paid a lot of money some people travel some people like except when i'm watching fedra play 
Every other time, people are always doing something at the phone, taking photo, taking selfie. In fact, walking in the. Hey, you know what? This uh, Bangalore test when uh, India played Sri Lanka, there was this uh, uh, very young girl sitting in front of me. Like she will be like twelve, fourteen year old, and Kohli came to bat. Kohli got out. She just switched on to the phone and she started listening to BTS music and she was vibing. Man, we were just like dancing while sitting. on her seat and me and my friend we were watching the match and then we were watching this girl we were like macha she is enjoying this match more than we could ever even enjoy even a bumrah spell we would not be dancing on the seat she was like dancing and she was not watching the match at all she was like unconcerned she just came for kohli she saw kohli get out now she is enjoying she is doing her thing macha when so, people came to watch sachin bat and sehwag scored 185 sachin gets out for a duck people leave the ground and that's romanticized as some great thing about sachin now when a girl does it for kohli you're putting her down saying oh she's no i'm not putting her down i'm saying that she enjoyed come on we could us. we could see that implied tone there that no no it. he was actually he was actually happy he was actually he was actually saying that she had figured things out much no, no. you know what is happening right this this guy is now getting back at me for calling him a, you know a boris becker friend yeah he is losing the argument <laughs> yeah another thing about this uh, this whole uh, i was there currency is also slightly bogus man because i can say i was there in the 98 when uh, in chennai when sachin hits that 155 right against australia but I, if you actually see i was there on saturday and sunday when i could actually go and sachin hit that 155 on monday and tuesday uh, all i got to see was that ian healy dragging his heels for 700 hours to make a 90 boring 90 but The way I will present it to everybody is like, hey, I was there when Sachin hit 150. No, no, you were not there. No, no, no. You are. That's also a currency. I was nearly there. You know, that's what I say, right? When India won the 2001 Test, I was not there. I had left the ground, but I was nearly there. Yeah, but you do. You don't have to actually be there to say I was there. You know, like a million, mm-hmm. about a million people were probably at Chepok in 1999 when Pakistan won. Or or Vishwanath 97. Yeah, Vishwanath ninety seven has been watched by like half the population on Twitter, man. What ninety nine? At least you can audit, right? We have the video footage and whatever. Ninety seven, you can't. Like Vishwanath ninety seven, you can't. No, no. So the, going back to the point, I, I, I still think that okay, that that point is valid. That that going to the ground nowadays, especially for the big events, is seen as a social event. It raises the profile as a social event than otherwise. But but that happens only for a handful of matches. But for every for like. I'm not talking about big matches. Any match, it could be a random. And okay, the first cricket match I saw live in the ground is not even the 2001 Test. It was a, uh, it was in 1999. In uh, there is a Nehru Stadium in Delhi, and India was going for the 99 World Cup camp. Before that, they played some practice match for the inaug. I don't know what was the context, but it was like Azuruddin Eleven versus Kumble Eleven or whatever. Lakshmi Ratan Shukla, who I heard a lot about, uh, you know, through reports and so on. Right, I had imagined him to be the next couple next days coming couple through. Next couple days. Yeah, exactly. And I saw him bowl uh, with a new ball in that absolutely friendly match where Kirti Azad was on commentary, like in a loudspeaker, asking people to cheer for sixes and so on. Like it was just an absolute, uh, you know, joke. But that was my first experience. But even there, it was obvious to me that Shukla doesn't seem like the kind of Cricketer that they talked him up to be, right? I'm just saying he's not. He was no Shardul. He was no Shardul. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying it doesn't even have to be a big match. I'm just saying that watching a match live at the ground, especially of elite cricketers, 
there is absolutely no doubt that it enhances your understanding of the game and if i were to choose between the two for the same match assuming all other things are constant where you have access and you can afford it or it's probably given to you for free or whatever i know what i miss out by missing out on tv but i would always choose to watch it at the ground so that's the limited point i'm trying to make also uh, you know it's unlikely that if you saw lakshmi ratan shukla playing in live it's unlikely that you would instantly rubbish him as like a pathetic cricketer or a pathetic bowler you would you would have you would have seen something in him that shows that he is like way superior to anything that that you are capable of right so but but i think tv offers you that uh, puts you into that trap it's very easy to look at a cricketer on tv getting smashed around for like say uh, 50 runs in five overs and say crap bowler pathetic bowler even though he's like doing something that only like 300 people in the in the country can probably do i mean at that level what do you no, that's about even when you just watch like you know the ball is bowled it goes through the keeper the keeper lobs it to first slip first slip lobs it to gully gully throws it to cover cover throws it throws it to mid off mid off throws it back to the bowler just the casual way in which they throw the ball and catch the ball over there you know i mean if you know how heavy a cricket ball is that is itself breathtaking that this yeah, is like professional this is a professional point you have made a point i know but i can you see, can't that, see on that on the, on tv no you can't see no, that on I tv i can see it on tv i know it's a true one so i can ah. see it. no this is the point no you don't ever see anything at the ground or on tv you 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 whatever you know to be true you see this is the point this is why the, 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 this is why all these big moments and all this stuff happens no this idea that if you if you go to the ground and see something you will see the truth it's not like that no 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 it is not the truth but you will see the ritual enacted after each ball uh, you can actually focus on where the ball is at each time much better than on tv which has to constantly go for breaks or which has to constantly pan to something else in cricket if you watch an entire over you can exactly see the uh, what you just described the ball going from keeper to back to the bowler in the arc and you can see it over and over again and that itself is gives you an idea of that uh, you know the rhythm and the uh, of that particular over that is going on much better than you would on tv are i'll tell you i once i took azaruddin's autograph okay and you will not believe that i did that but i did oh. i was in school and i did it okay uh, no we believe it some... not because it's you but because no, it's no I, look at his excuse <laughs> i took azaruddin's autograph my excuse was i was in school yeah no, but that's okay, when exactly. I because it's azaruddin i will excuse it's okay it's okay yeah. with azaruddin we will uh, understand everything uh, go and i gave him my autograph book okay he's standing on the boundary and i gave him my autograph book right it's like some uh, innings break or something has happened and they've all come off the pitch and he's just come and and he took my autograph book in his hand and he's like a professional cricketer right and he's just like lifelong he's held a cricket bat in his hand and you know he wields it like it's like a toothpick or something in the and those bats are heavy even like the 2.28 bat is heavy like what they consider quote unquote light bats those are heavy and like his the part of his like the muscle on his hand just below his thumb you know just below where the thumb starts you know 
where you have that you know most of us have like fairly sort of not very well developed muscles or that muscle on azuddin's hand was like spectacularly well developed like that 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 autograph book was like resting on it and it was not touching the rest of his hand man like then you can see like wow how he can whip that ball from like the fourth stump to square like you know like the amount of how these guys generate that bat speed you know that but you have to look for it you know? you're not going to see that on either on tv or anything like that i mean you see virat kohli on tv now he looks like and you see like millions of other people also on tv like fans and people like that you know you could if you have the eyes to see it you can see that virat kohli is like from another planet as far as fitness is concerned he is an athlete he looks like an athlete you know he he looks like he's like worked like crazy all his life to get where he is but and you can see people so what's the i mean if you know to look for that then you see it no 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 you can I mean, just I'll tell you, I'll tell you what is, i'll tell you what on television uh, i thought i had i mean anyone who saw roger federer playing tennis would sort of i mean there you you see you see so much right with roger federer but it's amazing how you see roger federer on the court and then you actually realize how fast he moves the speed of roger federer is something that is very that was like it just blew my mind away when i saw him at the court when you don't you don't get that feeling on you don't get how fast he is on tv Yeah. So th- these are things. Even I'm sure it happens with Kohli as well. If you see Kohli at the ground, I'm sure you see aspects of his play that it's it's very hard to spot on TV. Even though in your head you know that that he's obviously no, fast. That that's the thing. No, it, it it one thing is true is that I think that when you watch on TV, you're sort of less likely to make the effort to like actually pay attention. Like, have you try if you try to run 22 yards, right? If you try to complete a run wearing pads. you know it takes a long time okay it's yeah, a lot I've of effort and failed failed yeah. spectacularly it's also. a lot of effort and these guys run faster with pads than literally everyone in the stadium who's come to watch them will run without them like way faster okay and they accelerate fast they decelerate fast they are like it's incredible but you have to have the eyes to see that no it is not like you know it's noticeable at the ground it is noticeable on tv also you have to look at it look for it you know on tv they show you that you know josh hazelwood is bowling a spell and like ball after ball that tim pain or that alex carey they they are collecting the ball like with the with the fingers pointing to the sky in front of their shoulder you know and they are standing like what 20 yards back behind the stumps you know he's and he's like gigantic he walks he runs up next to the bowler and he's enormous no but there you know all our stereotypes get played out you know like for instance you know the uh, you and i know that this is the most standard stereotype about you know west indian fast bowlers being menacing and intimidating and brutal and this and that josh hazelwood is as intimidating as most of them you know he's fast he's got that steep bounce he's tall he hits the pitch hard he's very accurate he's really frightening that guy you know it, this guy kyle jameson really frightening bowler but 
you have to have the eyes to see it no i mean you, if you don't notice it then it's not it's not because tv is not telling you the guy is running up next to the bowler or next to the umpire every ball you see the umpire standing you see this giant running up next to him that you have to, it has to strike you know that the, look this is something amazing you know ishan sharma is a ridiculously tall guy you know to be that fit when you are that tall and that big to be that fast to have that much stamina it's all there and on tv upar se on top of that they even tell you statistics like they'll tell you things like you know a mitchell johnson did 112 sprints in a day when he was bowling you know that that's that's ridiculous but no but you don't notice it you're not you're not paying of, attention to it that that's true and but i think that you probably have to pay that extra attention on tv because the relative distances are not very clear to you like when virat kohli hits yeah, a ball to it's a to, 2d projection no it's a 2d projection projection exactly so when he hits a ball to mid wicket and he runs two and he's looking for the third the, the sort of the when you see that in the field with the distance the ball has traveled the speed at which the non striker is running the speed at which he is running sort of adds up and you realize the phenomenon that he actually is i i felt that with dhoni i mean i didn't see much of kohli live but i saw dhoni live dhoni was spectacular between the wickets yeah. at his at his so, peak at his peak dhoni was an incredible athlete man. you know that incredible i mean absolutely you could see that on tv man i mean he is like he was, i mean he, he he was never ever done for speed by anything that's an incredible thing at his you peak know? means what i don't understand last month was 2013 <laughs> <laughs> hey what yeah, are you yeah. what are guys saying hey no no we talk about dhoni not tala Uh, these are yeah. two different avatars correct 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 and also no, no, in, so, for india at his peak for india yeah, is what the, i'm saying the human yeah. version okay the human no, version no, so not, one of the dis- not this not this ipl character <laughs> yeah so one probably decision i'll make to kd's point which is a great point is that it is a lot you are a lot more invested in the ground therefore it's easier or probably it's the, the environment makes it easier for you to observe more even though you could potentially observe the same thing on tv uh, that's one point but the other point is that the depth certainly make something unobservable on on tv right i mean of course kohli hitting to the cover and running is something that you can still connect the dots but a shane won't tossing the ball up and the ball sort of uh, you know first going up then swerving in and then dipping from there uh, sure you can watch it on slow motion replay and so on but the effect of doing that ball over ball over ball i, I don't think you get a full appreciation of how a spinner bowls how well a bowler uh, no the the level of skill and craft involved in a spinner's uh, act is fully appreciable on on tv uh, i think to me that is a a unique sort of perspective you get on the other ground and it's also a question of respect man i mean it's i mean i'm not saying people who don't go to the ground don't rubbish players but i think it's it sort of you begin to understand how hard the damn game is man i mean and it's really important to feel that i mean you spoke about sitting in the humidity and the heat right i mean that is also part of it you realize that on such a hot day for these players to be going out there and doing such a thing and then to actually you know feel the craft and it's it's important to feel that 
to realize how elite they are i mean of course you can say of course they are elite i mean you know only 10 people in the whole world get to in in the whole country are doing this 11 people are doing this but you to feel it is a different thing altogether but all these commentators who are at the ground and watching it they are the ones who complain about over rates no <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah. They, but their their job is to present it for tv you know they are even there they are actually watching in an accreditation they are tv they are also watching man. it their tv employees they have to do what their employer tells them to do no which is which is complain about overrates that say is, that the no, why did i mean, get 90 overs they have they they are the experts of the game they played cricket unlike any producer or what not i am sure they are getting their money from their employers and all that but they are in the best position to describe the no, game but, but i am 100% sure like why is it that gavaskar and shastri have so many opinions and vishwanath and somebody who is not a commentator doesn't have it's not like they are any less elite cricketers right why is it that shrinath doesn't have as many opinions as uh, as motley karthik i am sure they do they're just not telling you maybe maybe but the point is that tv want two things right one it forces you to have way more opinions than you are you are expected to have and two it gives you the platform to keep offering your opinions all the time right um, i mean it's not it's not enti- i'm not entirely convinced that if you sit next to gavaskar and watch the match he's going to give you the same sort of commentary as he does to the wider audience i'm sure that will be different yeah, yeah because, because you can't go on tv and say i don't have an opinion on this then you lose your job the problem is that people uh, fear the vacuum more than anything man because the vacuum implies that i mean the description of most uh events in cricket is that the bowler bowls the ball the batsman plays the shot and an event occurs so if you can describe those three things in three sentences it is done but then there is you know a lot of dead air so what they are trying to do is they are trying to describe the context of the game and in describing the context of the game they are attributing things like nerves of steel pierce the gap beautiful shot i mean he is born with timing but, but even that, that is not as irritating to me as this um, hyper analysis of like some one thing like they will pick that one thing right which is like brilliant a talking captaincy point brilliant captaincy by brilliant captaincy by stoke no no forget that even Every what is minutes. what is conventionally accepted as great coverage i'll give you an example there was uh, was it uh, i think it was the last in- india tour of england where uh, james anderson bowled uh, a bunch of balls which were coming in and then he gets one ball to go away Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with like the same scene position, and Mike Atherton spent like you know they have this third man thing in in Sky Sports, right? Mike Mike Atherton spent uh, a bit of time sort of uh, analyzing this. Wait, was I it mean, Rohit Sharma? No, no, it was Kale Rahul. Oh, okay, Kale Rahul. Okay. The point is, I mean, Katie's this is Katie's favorite sort of uh, uh, you know uh, story, right? Like the point is that James Anderson does it all the time. Like his entire bowling revolves around setting batsmen out. you know it's not like sometimes the setups come uh, work and sometimes they don't and in fact rahul also knows it right it's not like atherton doesn't believe that it. it's like they have a segment called third man and they have to do justice to that and that's that occurs at sort of regular intervals right so my point is that okay tv has the has the technical capability to offer you a much superior understanding of the game there's no doubt about it right but it's not like everybody is using the data that we get from tv like the way kd does even If you give the control figures to the like the cricket force control figures to the same sort of commentators, they're going to interpret it differently. So it is entire. It's, it's not the interpretation problem. It's a it's a problem of presentation. It's a problem of engagement. The I don't incentives know. Incentives for know. TV are different. I am not sure. I am not sure. I believe 
that that you know while tv has the capabilities to offer us a much superior understanding of the game uh, till now it has not reached there i mean so at least no, now I the mean, images are getting ashoka better. ashoka is right i think i mean it's i think it's driven by ratings i mean i think there's producers sitting there uh, evaluating like what they did and whether the ratings went up and down and that decides whether or not they do it in the next next session or the next test match no yeah, which is why which is why win wins is a huge thing no because it's it keeps the it keeps that uh, thrill going like oh, okay the win wins is now 40% now it's 80% now it's it went from 80% to 30% you know all that is a crowd crowd uh, i mean uh, audience engagement so every analytical tool, tool that's available at your disposal as a as sort of a tv crew is used to further reinforce the same sort of commoditized view of the game right and that's even true of sky which is probably the best i mean widely considered to be the best coverage of of cricket right uh, yeah mahesh know, but I mean, the point is i have a mute button no so I'll, on no, no you can control the sound but the point is they're showing that replay right like three wickets have fallen since and they're going back to this dismissal and they're showing the fact that anderson bowled four in swingers and one out swinger to kl rahul and he nicked it even if you are on mute you're going to see it and that influences your mind okay basically nah, the whole idea else. of setup you are different kid but majority of the people buy into the fact that okay mike arthur did this fantastic episode and he says anderson set kl rahul up you know uh, you know like that brings me back to this spell which is the best spell of anderson that i've watched was at edge bastion he was bowling to sachin and sachin scored some 40 odd he scored like seven brilliant drives that the whole spell was a catermouse chase right he was essentially trying to set sachin up Sachin was getting on top of him for a while eventually Sachin could not he got out lbw i'm saying that that just happens all the time except that here mike arthur was not like telling me that this is what happened in this case right they, you know i was allowed to process it on my own and there were like 15000 other people who processed it based on their own sort of interpretation of that event how is ground better now it's only better <laughs> It's only better because uh, Mike Atherton didn't point out to that fact, and it's no, only better because. No, but the fact I could see the setup, I could see the Kadamos game pretty clearly. It was obvious at the ground, even with the diminished sort of, um, you know, distance and other problems that like. Yeah, but it's brings. obvious to you because you know what you're looking for. No. No, of course, if you're an idiot, you're an idiot in front of the TV and an idiot at the ground. There's no question. But no, no, no. I'm just saying. If you don't know, you don't know. No, no. Hello, boss. TV is called an idiot box for a reason. It it is used to tell you exactly where to focus on what and why you should focus on that. It serves a larger purpose. You should not put down idiots. Why Who are you is... so judgmental about those those guys? Dude, you... we watch ninety nine percent of our matches. We are watching is on TV only. Why are we? Yeah. Who are yeah. we to put down TV? You know exactly. Yeah. So, no, no. This I, guy, this guy is putting down TV. I will love. Why would I put down TV, dude? I I grew up in places where there was not even a cricket ground for me to play, let alone for international cricketers to come and play. I mean, we, it's like we will. You know, we will tell you only one thing. Among the four of us, only you watched Roland Garros. Next sitting next to Boris Becker and Ivan Lendl. <laughs> okay, it it was the cheapest sports trip I've done. I you know my uh, I had to go to Denmark for my work. I just had to take a detour. I just had to literally book the tickets, and French Open tickets are not too expensive. I'm sorry, I I have to defend myself this way here. I'm not trying to defend myself here. I'm just saying that sports. No, no we will bring are, it up every 20 minutes because WTC final happened. Rohit Sharma was on the trial, <laughs> and you were not there. We don't care if you go to Roland Garros yeah, or Wimbledon. You should be here. Cummins was there, man. Cummins hey. was there. Mahesh. Hey, first of all, get this guy out, man. First of all, throw this guy out. 
As a partisan Rohit Sharma fan, I did the right thing. I knew that the odds of India winning was low. I chose the right even. And even there, I didn't want to watch Djokovic win. So, I didn't go for that match. Anyway, so uh, that is actually quite damning. You went all the way to Roland Garros and didn't watch uh, Djokovic win 23rd. Uh, I've seen enough of 23rd. Djokovic wins at uh, Rod Lever. I have no appetite to watch one more Djokovic win in my life. I am so happy I didn't get the tickets for that. And it stayed that way. Okay, anyway, the, the one listener that we had pending is also left. So, I think it is time we also make a dignified exit from yeah, this we podcast. We say thank you to the, literally the three of us here because nobody else let is me, Let me end this. Let me end with one anecdote because uh, Kartikeya's point about Azaruddin reminded me of one thing that I will never forget in my life. Is that uh, in 2019, uh, there was this uh, completely, you know, uh, <laughs> one of the, uh, there was a T20 tournament that was organized in Canada. One of those, you know, franchise tournaments and people were marketing it as uh, selling the game to North America and all as usual. Um, but uh, I, so I, I was fortunate to there to end up interviewing Shahid Afridi. And I, I knew about this because I'd heard about this and I'd heard people writing about this. So instinctively, I wanted to shake his hand because I knew that he has a really tight and gripping handshake. But I had to feel it because, uh, you know, Osman Samyuddin has written about how, you know, Afridi has this like completely remarkable handshake. But I had to shake his hand. But this guy is not shaking my hand. Like, even though I'm like, like, trying to put my hand out and shake my hand at the end of the interview, right? I'm trying to wrap up and shake my hand. He's not shaking my hand. So then I actually told him, I said, uh, you know, I explained to him in uh, Hindi, in my bad Hindi that I've heard so much about your handshake. I really have to shake your hand. So then he gave me like his classy and then he got even more into about it, right? He got like even more happy that some, like I'm sort of, uh, you know, glorifying his handshake. And then he gave me like a handshake where my hand is basically sore for the next next day. I couldn't even like write properly. Man, that guy, like, what, what a handshake he has. Like, unbelievable. So, he just basically crushed, he crushed my palms. So, yeah, I uh, had to, that's something that will stick in my head when I think of Shahid Afridi. Now, we started the podcast with accusing me of being privileged. And KD, who be- prefers watching on TV, was bragging about talking to Azruddin. And you're bragging about talking to Afridi. Uh, what talking to Azruddin? I like... <laughs> What am I getting an autograph from him and looking at his muscles below his thumb and whatnot? Boundary (laughs) basically proves that I am the man of the masses. (laughs) (laughs) Yet again, yet again, you are the man of the masses. Who, who, who is the you know? uh, Will suddenly come with me to golf the next time I go there. Yeah, despite all his reservations, (laughs) of course. Anyway, so yeah, thank you, thank you, everybody for. Joining. Uh, thank you. Uh, Everybody meaning who? Nobody is left. <laughs> no, no. You you three. That's all. Okay. And, uh, uh, and listeners who, in case you're around, thank you for uh, supporting us. Uh, you know, uh, 81 All Out Publishing. We have brought out uh, three books. Thank you for spreading the word. Thank you for buying the book. Buying the books. Summer Game by Gideon Hay is was the recent book that we put out. Uh, Marvelous History of cricket in Australia in the 50s and 60s. Please pick it up. We did a podcast with Gideon about the book and the book is available, uh, you know, as an e-version, as a, a print copy. I mean, just to extend the ground versus TV, we can also, you know, have a conversation about uh, reading e-books versus print books at some point of time. So uh, that that's also, uh, you can pick it up. Uh, cricket Beyond the Bazaar by Mike Coward and uh, 
War Minus the Shooting by Mike Marcusi were the other books that we have put out, republished. So I'll put all the links out there. Uh, we are at 81allout on Twitter. 81allout.com is our website. And you can also support us on Coffee. That's ko-fi.com slash 81allout. That's uh, a few of you have been really supportive and appreciative of what we've been doing. And we're very thankful about that. So, yeah, until we join you next time. Thank you so much. Goodbye. have won the series. They're going to get back for two. India at home. Lords goes wild.